This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello. Oh, I'm so. Why am I so low down? <laughs> Hello and welcome. Oh no, I can't fix it. Hold on. No, let me move. Let me move. Let me move. There we are. I swear to God, I am six foot three. People can attest to this who have met me. I just look so short there. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. And uh, welcome to the Arsenal Transfer Show. Joining you every single eight a.m. Apologies for the slight lateness. Important call, and it's going to be a slightly shorter show today. I've got quite a lot going on this morning so apologies for that but we're still going to get through plenty of news we're still going to get through some of your questions as well so thank you for joining me in the chat box as always it is match day uh whenever i say that word i can't help but think of N'Golo Kante saying it because of that video that goes viral every single match day um ladies and gentlemen it's match day <laughs> if you haven't seen the video please go and see it it's great uh kaiser good morning matt Colin, omar uh liam Kula. we've got stevie eugene james coop dog ian good morning to all of you in the chat box carl daniel chris uh edu was not the one on the phone apologies uh it was the carriage instead uh mr ginger guna marcus and bene we've got kunjun we've got sam john and new we've got paul marcus thank you so much um <laughs> Marcus always bringing out Renata Sanchez so there you go um, John yeah I mean there's 46 people waiting for the show let's get 46 likes on the board let's get more than that let's try and get to 100 likes before the video is done I can see there's already nearly 100 of you watching already please do drop a like on today's video if you haven't done so already let's crack on though with today's news good morning to everybody as well uh, let's go to tell you so as always, go and subscribe to the Arsenal Way. There will not be a live reaction on this channel straight after the game because I'm working the game tonight for Football.London. But that does mean there will be a reaction show to tonight's game straight away, well, in 20 minutes after the final whistle on the Arsenal Way. So make sure you are subscribed over there and then you can join us in the chat box after the game and you can have all of your comments and that read out like we do lots of engagement in the chat box like we do here so make sure that you do let's crack on with the first story which is to say a massive massive congratulations to 
our under-21s who beat League One side and former championship team Ipswich Town in the EFL Trophy to progress the next round on penalties. They went 2-0 down, but an own goal from Vincent Young and a goal from Balogun, of course, sent them on their way to penalties in which they won and they will move on to the next round. A brilliant comeback and yet another performance where you simply cannot write off our kids. They are doing so, 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 so well. Really pleased for them. And off the back of this, obviously this has increased more interest in following Balogun. It's unsurprising to see, of course, that he has been linked with a number of clubs. Middlesbrough have been the only named club alongside, I think. Borussia Mönchengladbach, I saw mentioned the other day, alongside Nketiah, they really do want a striker in the upcoming window. And so therefore, it is really important that Arsenal find the correct club to send Balogun on loan to this January because we need him playing senior football and we need him playing every single week to increase his abilities, to develop his game and hopefully come back next season ready to take Arsenal's first team by storm. I think that he has got the real potential to play off the striker, as the striker. I like him being developed from the left-hand side. I think it really suits him. And I think it's certainly something that's going to help his game moving forward. Apologies, still can't shift this cough. It's really irritating. Um, let's move on to the next story. Eddie Nketiah has, as you probably saw yesterday, rejected yet another contract offer from Arsenal. He is unlikely to remain at the club. To be honest, I am quite surprised that they are continuing to try and renew his deal. I assume it must be to try and protect his value rather than losing him on a free. I I just find it really strange that they're really pushing ahead to try and renew his contract. And maybe that means they're going to try and sell him in January. The hope will be is that Arsenal can earn something from this deal. Uh, if not, he will stay until the end of the season. But if Arsenal can sell him in January then maybe we can get a decent bit of money before uh, he moves on. Moving on to the next one. Let's go to Dennis Zakaria, who has, of course, been linked with Arsenal. He, too, sees his contract end at the end of the season. And, in fact, Borussia Mönchengladbach do hold an interest in Eddie Nketiah. Arsenal hold an interest in Dennis Zakaria. There's been suggestions that perhaps some kind of deal could be worked out in January. However, Juventus are the latest team to be linked with a move to the Swiss international midfielder creating some competition for Arsenal should they want to try and close in on the 24-year-old central midfielder. He's done fairly well since recovering from a serious knee injury. I, for one, though, think there are bigger and better centre midfielders that Arsenal should be looking to try and add to their central midfield as soon as possible. Now, this is a brand new link for Arsenal. Shamar Nicholson, who is a Jamaican striker that plays for RSC Charleroi. He has so far this season scored eight goals, got three assists in 14 games in the Belgian league. He's 24 years of age. And this morning has seen a link emerge from the Belgian press suggesting Arsenal are indeed linked to him. Now, <clears throat> Manu in our chat is our resident Belgian expert. I'm not sure if I've seen him yet in the chat box this morning, but if he's watching on playback, I'm sure Manu will be able to give us some insight on this striker, Nicholson. No idea who he is. I've absolutely never, ever, ever heard of this guy, uh, but he is a Jamaican international um, and has been, as I say, scoring fairly regularly for Charleroi in the Belgian League. He's got 10 goals in 29 games for the Jamaican senior side. It's an intriguing one. Um, I imagine this is kind of one of those links that you see to maybe be a backup striker, 
for Arsenal, the fact that Arsenal are just keeping tabs or they've been scouting him or they've seen representatives of Arsenal in the Charleroi ground. But I would, this would be a very, very surprising um, acquisition if Arsenal did move for him, a 24-year-old striker uh, from the Belgian league. It's, yeah, I know nothing. I can't judge. I need to find out more. Maybe we'll find out more in the coming weeks if this does indeed develop into something more than just a story that's coming out of Belgium. We will wait and see indeed. Now, Mikel Arteta has been speaking directly regarding transfers. You can actually go and watch the press conference over on the Arsenal way if you missed it. Um, but Charles Watts asked Arteta, or at least I think it was Charles Watts, I recognise his voice, uh, in the press conference, uh, asking Arteta about January transfers. He says, we are in discussion. We have talks every week about it, how we can improve the team and what things can happen in the January transfer window that can affect our squad. As you know, we have certain players with a little bit of uncertainty in the summer, so we have to plan what's going to happen now and what's going to happen in the summer. A lot has been done, we know, and we don't expect big things to be happening, but we need to be very alert in the market to see if we can improve the team. We have to be prepared because things can happen and injuries can arise in this period of the season, and you have to be prepared and planned. A very open answer for uh, for Arteta to talk about transfers. I mean, I kind of expected him to just turn around and say, look, it's the start of December. We've got a lot of games. Our focus is on the next game. We're not thinking about transfers right now. But he didn't. He was very open about the process. He was very, <laughs> he was very open about the process. He was very open about the dealings that could possibly go down in January. As I have said several times on this channel, I don't expect us to get a striker. I don't expect us to sign a central midfielder on a permanent deal and it to be like a marquee acquisition. If anything happens this January, my feeling is that it will be a loan. My feeling is that it would be a central midfielder. I've suggested possible options. I wrote a piece on this yesterday. Mark Rocker at Bayern Munich, Jeffrey Kondogbia at Atletico Madrid, Aaron Ramsey at Juventus, possibly players that could be signed on loan this January and still add some quality to the team. But I would be very surprised to see Arsenal do anything more than simply alone, unless a serious injury happens in the few uh, weeks leading up to the January window. But interesting to see he was open in talking about that. Now, our last story is around Bakaya Saka. Now, Arteta did not rule out Bakaya Saka from tonight's game against Manchester United. In fact, Saka himself has been pushing, supposedly, to be involved in this game, the problem that the Arsenal have to weigh up is that they need to consider whether or not he's actually available to play or whether he is just really pushing for it and how he could actually end up hurting himself even more if he plays. I think we've got enough in the squad to still win this game without Bakaya Saka. Martinelli's involvement the other day definitely showed that we've got goal scorers that can come off the bench. Nicolas Pepe is also there if we wanted to use him. There is enough quality in this side that we can go to Old Trafford, win this game without Bakaya Saka. It is a huge, huge game absolutely this evening and we have to try and avoid losing as the priority. It's not a free hit. We can't afford to lose this game, but we can afford not to win it, if that makes sense. It's important that we don't allow Man United to close the gap. Getting a draw at Old Trafford would be a good result. Getting a win at Old Trafford would be a brilliant result. And we can do it. And I have a lot of faith that we can do it. I've predicted, I think, what? I think I said 1-0, a cheeky 1-0 at Old Trafford. That'd be great. But uh, you can check out our preview show, which came out uh, a couple of days ago 
on the channel if you want to find out all about that. But without further ado, that does complete the news and means we now move on to your questions in the chat box. So please start throwing them in and we'll go through as many of them as feasibly possible. Okay, let's get on with those questions in the chat. Omar says, have you put the pinned comment on yesterday's show into consideration? Look, I wanted to put a pinned comment up yesterday on the video yesterday that was talking about, and the reason I do that is because if someone asks or someone wants to change the channel or wants to ask about any changes to the channel, sometimes I'll pin the comment to see if anyone else will respond and agree or disagree, just to kind of get a feel for how people respond. I disagreed with the pinned comment, which effectively, for those that didn't see it on yesterday's show, was asking about making the video shorter, um, and I I wouldn't make them shorter. Uh, I now I make sure to put the timestamps in. Um, I make sure that you guys can access that really quickly if you're watching on playback. But the whole point of these shows being around 20 to 30 minutes is so that we can do a big, long Q&A session afterwards because this channel has been built on engagement and building up communication between myself and you guys. So that's why I pinned the comment. I hope that people understood that. I may have responded quite bluntly because, you know, I was questioned. <laughs> so I do go quite blunt sometimes. But uh, I hope that I answered the question still, Omar. I hope that makes sense. Let's go to Dan. What's wrong with my car? I had the MOT the other day. It passed, but I'm just getting a couple of things tweaked, a couple of new tires, brake pads, all that stuff. So um, just a couple of things I need to fix in, but nothing urgent. I just had to have some a couple of things fixed because they were highlighted as need for attention. So I want to get it fixed as soon as possible. Um, Jason, how confident are you about the match tonight? Ugh, no, I'm not as confident as Jared. Jared was very confident. Uh, he was only at a four in terms of nerves. I'm probably about a seven in terms of nerves for tonight because I just, I'm just worried about a managerial bounce. I'm worried about how loud Old Trafford's going to be because of the recent news about Ranić. We need to silence that crowd quickly. We have started games pretty strong of late. Hopefully, we can do the same tonight. It's going to be a big, big game for us, and we just need to, in my view, if we avoid losing, that's the biggest thing. Tierney for me, bro, pro. I would go for Tierney this evening over Tavares. Safisa says top four is up for grabs. If we get a win at Old Trafford tonight, I too think we will get a 1-0 win. Come on, you gooners. Marcus says, I agree alone for a central midfielder or maybe a striker only. Any striker you think that may come in the short term, possibly Luka Jovic. And I know a few people were discussing that earlier on. I'm not sure whether or not he's a good signing on a permanent basis, but on a loan, maybe with an option, certainly someone that maybe could help us towards the end of the season. Kunjan says, hypothetically, we don't make a move for a midfielder in January. Would Jack be a good addition? Please don't say Aziz. Look, I think if it was a case of Jack or no one, then there's an argument there. But I think you should be looking to absolutely try and sign um, a central midfielder that's been playing all season and the seasons prior at the top level. That's what we should be aiming to do. Uh, Alan, yes, why is Vlahovic in the title? Sorry, I completely missed this one in my rush to get all the PowerPoint out. So the news reported yesterday was that Dusan Vlahovic was, um, would be subject to a £72 million bid from Arsenal. This does kind of fall in line with the €80 million or the €80 million Euro valuation. Um, but that was what was reported yesterday. In fact, let me just scroll up to where my news was. Regarding Vlaovic, uh, here we go. According to reports in Italy, Arsenal are willing to offer £72 million for Vlaovic. 
The Serbian striker looks set to lead the Serie A club following a series of stunning performances this season. However, it is suggested that he is not convinced about a move to the Emirates. So there you go. That's the latest on that one. And uh, Balaji on Twitter, one of our members and, and regular tweeters, uh, said to me this morning and reminded me about how uh, Fiorentina are on the verge of signing uh, a Kone from Lille. Now, whilst a Kone isn't a striker, he did point out quite fairly that, you know, players do tend to move around and depending on the kind of positions of the money being spent, it can be an indication that a player could be leaving. They have more money if they sell Vlaovic. They expect to sell Vlaovic. And so, therefore, it makes sense that they're looking to bring in some players. So, there you go. Uh, Kian says, Tom, if Saka is out, would you rather Pepe or Martinelli? Martinelli, for me, I would start the team. I, I mean, that was my team preview uh, in the preview show two days ago. Same team as against uh, Newcastle, except for Tierney and for Tavares and Martinelli and for Saka. That's what I would do. Um, <laughs> that's a really odd question, Chris. Um I, I can't pick between them. I'm actually not going to say which one's my favourite because there's too many good ones. Uh, Marcus says, communication with you guys, you sound like Josh Kroenke, <laughs> although you actually do. I do. Wow, Marcus, that is a dig. Being compared to Josh Kroenke, incredible. I mean, come on. We have a golden share. We have the members coming on and actually having their views heard on the channel. There's no Josh Kroenke effect here. Uh, Retian says, uh, which club do you think is appropriate for Balogun? The likes of Crystal Palace is linked with Nketiah. Maybe we can send Balogun on loan there. What's your opinion? Maybe somewhere like Southampton. I mean, Adam Armstrong's not doing, not been doing so well for Southampton. Maybe he would suit a club like them. You've got to think about where he's going to play. I think a club in the championship, if you can get regular minutes, would also be very beneficial for him as well. Uh, let's go to Shyam, who says, do you think an attacking right-back should play considering Rashford doesn't track back a lot? No, Tomiyasu is fine. Reggie says, do you think in current form United is worse than Liverpool or better than Leicester? I think they're probably around the same kind of feel as Leicester. So that's why I'm fairly, you know, I've got a fair amount of confidence going into this game. John says, I'm so confident and calm about tonight's match. What's wrong with me? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not that level of confidence, John. Tulip says, a front three of Aubameyang, Smith, throw Erdegaard behind Lacazette if Saka is injured. Should Arteta try Aubameyang on the left and Lacazette up top in this situation? Look, I think that Aubameyang on the left is not the time for this type of game. We need someone to give our left back some more protection. And I'm not sure that Aubameyang is the right player to combine on our left-hand side. Uh, yes, Matt, I would absolutely absolutely take a draw right now. Patrick says, could Arsenal make a surprise move for Bissouma? I doubt it, to be honest. George says, what about 4-4-2 Tavares, a left mid with Smith-Rowe at right mid? No, we don't need to move Tavares out of position. Let's stop trying to move players out of positions they don't need to. There's a reason why he was converted into a winger, or from a winger to a left-back. Let's maintain that, absolutely. Um Ambrose says, uh, Nicholson played in the Slovenian league for two seasons. And I'll be honest, he did not light the league on fire. He scored a few goals, but come on, it is the Slovenian league. Now, come on, a bit of respect, but I do understand um, the level is very different to what you'd be expected to play at in the Premier League. That is certainly something to take into account. I'm surprised that that's popped up. Maybe Manu, our Belgian correspondent, can give us some insight on that in a future show. King Sait says, uh, would you take Watkins as Lacquer's replacement? He seems to have a kick on now after his injury. Yes, I would. Inga says, why is it a group of fans who always must find someone to criticise or whatever? Whoever it is, this year is Erdogan. In my mind, he's an important part of our squad and the future because that's just the way that it goes. 
unfortunately. I wrote a piece the other day talking about how how Arteta's divisiveness amongst the fan base has led to Odegaard being the only, probably the weakest signing. I mean, definitely the weakest signing of the six that we made in the summer under Arteta. The other five can't really be criticised. Erdogan's the bit of the weak link between those six. And so therefore, anyone that's really Arteta out is going to use Erdogan as a big, big kind of, you know, hook to grab onto to attack and criticise him. And then off. often what you see is, especially from that side of things, is a big defence of Nicola Pepe because Pepe was brought in under a previous regime and Arteta's not playing him. Or you might see it with Saliba, for instance. They're the two kind of players that often get used. So characteristically, you can usually see those two players used to bash Arteta quite a lot. Um, it's just, it's it's part and parcel of psychology. It's, it's just psychology of Arsenal fans, really. It's quite easy to work out. Jonathan says, have you been following Napoli this season, Tom? Fabian has been scoring from outside the box for fun. Oh, what I'd do to have him at Arsenal. Absolutely, we should go for Fabian. I've been saying this for so, so, so long since last summer and before. Fabian is the player for me. No shadow of a doubt. We're going to wrap things up there. Sorry, it's a slightly shorter show. I do have to head off to the garage. Um, so apologies for that. Do join me over on the Arsenal way after the game tonight. We'll be doing a reaction show after the game where we read through plenty of your comments and questions. Uh, and then, of course, I'll be reacting to the game on this channel tomorrow morning in the 8am show. Have a fantastic day. Drop a like on the video. Subscribe if you're new. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. No, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.